It's the Mid Podcast, your podcast for random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. I am one of your hosts, Catherine, here with my fluffy co-host, Brendan, and we are going to review the greatest pay-per-view of 2022, AEW's Full Gear. Okay. Little nice entrance there for people. <clears throat> Don't know why I decided to play Kansas. Because it's a great fucking song. Yes, it really is. Song's amazing. <clears throat> so, overall thoughts on Full Gear? Um, the best pay per view of 2022. The greatest pay per view of 2022. The best pay per view in the past two years. Maybe? It's the best pay per view in the past two years. I will tell you this. WWE's Survivor Series War Games. War Games ain't even gonna stack up for this shit. Tony Khan was like, "Fuck you, motherfucking bitches! I'm gonna knock this motherfucker out the park." Nothing, no pay per view besides. Well, no, that's next. That's January, (coughs) so that wouldn't count for this year. Maybe Revolution February 2022, where you had MJF and the dark and the dog collar match. I. Yeah, but Rev- I don't know. Like, I like Revolution, and I like the War I would have to go back and watch it. I have it on my DVR. I have All Out on my DVR. But I think the problem with Revolution is they didn't pull the trigger on giving the belt to Adam Cole. That's my problem. I think that's when it. he got hurt, though. No, he got hurt at Double or Nothing. Oh, okay. Or, no. I- Forbidden Door. I might have those on the DVR, too. Because he got hurt in the four-way match with Okada, Jay White, and Hangman. Oh, okay. For the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, but I was talking to somebody yesterday after Full Gear, and they were talking about, like, there's no excitement for Survivor Series now after this. And I'm like, like, you know what? I don't even care if I miss Survivor Series, because... We'll be at WrestleCade. I'll be at WrestleCade. I'll just watch it on the replay. Yeah, like, if Mercedes shows up in WWE, alright, whatever. She made her decision. It's fine. If not, oh well. I think it's going to be Candice LeRae. I've read rumors that the fifth person is going to be Dana Brooke for Bianca Belair. I swear to God, if it's Dana Oh, my. <laughs> you want to be fucking harassed? Throw Dana Brooke out there. I dare them to. Them fucking E-drones are not going to say a goddamn thing if they put Dana Brooke oh, out I'm there. Oh, I'm not talking about the E-drones. I fucking dare them to throw Dana Brooke in that match. Was it wrong that while we were watching Full Gear <clears throat> that I kind of wanted... Mercedes Verano to show up just no. so the IWC e-drones would melt fucking Twitter. I don't think she's going back to the WWE, though. I don't think she's going back to either one. I think she's going to Japan. N- what I see her doing is going between Japan and here. 
most of her time in Japan. I think she's going to wrestle in Japan and she'll come here to do acting. Well, I just see her. I don't think she's going to wrestle in the United States again. No, I see her going back and forth. She'll be signed to stardom or TJPW or whatever. And she'll be there full time. But if TK calls, the price is right. Be like, hey, I think you against so-and-so would be a great match. Yeah, do you want to do have it? that working relationship. Yeah. Eh, maybe. I just wanted to see the e-drones melt. It's funny. I mean, I mean, it was it wrong that I really was hoping for that. I was in a mood yesterday, so I was kind of I mean, hoping for that. They haven't their heads that points going back to the WWE. It's not happening. <coughs> well, good for them. I don't see Punk ever going back to the WWE. Punk has one more locker room he has to fucking turn against him before he goes back. What's it gonna be? Impact. <laughs> I don't think Tommy Dreamer's that stupid. God no. Don't know. Dreamer is not that stupid. No, I love Tommy. I love Tommy Dreamer. <clears throat> but anyway, as we stated, we're gonna get into full gear. And we're gonna start with what they call zero hour. And we had two matches, three matches, two matches on there. Because it was best friends with a very evil, very mysterious partner versus the factory. Cutie, my chef. Oh, no, it was three because we had the Ricky Starks and Brian Cage match. And then we had the Eddie Kingston match. Oh, okay. Anyway, so zero hour was kind of zero. Oh, no. I did like the uh, Brian Cage Starks match. I like the Eddie match, too. No, 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 no. You just don't like Eddie. I, I do like Eddie. I just, no, no, couldn't get into the match. <clears throat> but anyway, our first match, and I'm going to go quickly because I was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Okay. Um, We have Factory and Best Friends. Best Friends comes out with only four members. We are missing one member. I mean, at least I can do math. I'm a historian, so math is not my forte, but at least I can count up to five. <laughs> <clears throat> Beginning of the match is a typical match. Um, it's always good to see QT get his ass whooped. Oh, yeah. I mean, QT just has that heat. Everybody I feel just like QT's going to the And QT is, like, from somewhere around there, and they were still booing him. I feel like QT is going to go to the Fed with Cody. No, because he's got some higher up positions in AEW. Does he? Yes. Like, he just got promoted not too long ago. Oh, then never mind. He's staying. Like, him and Cody run the Nightmare Factory in Atlanta, the wrestling school together. Yeah. Um... Danhausen finally appears with a new gimmick. Um, we get a more evil Danhausen. Uh, he was the very evil, very mysterious partner. Every fucking body knew it was Danhausen. Period. You Nobody keep... knew it was Danhausen. <laughs> I almost slapped this bitch. Speaking of Danhausen, we get to meet him in a week. I'm so happy. I'm gonna slap you. I'm. I'm happy to meet Jamie Hayter, Dan Housen, and Ethan Page. 
<clears throat> we are not talking wrestling, Cade. We are talking full gear. No, but we might have an episode about wrestling, Cade. Yeah, talk we about. might do some video and put it on our YouTube channel because we need to we need to start doing our YouTube channel better. <sighs> You're a slacker. I don't like posting on YouTube. Well, then I'll fucking post it. You upload the shit and I'll post it. That's not how that works. Because then I would have to edit everything. I don't like video editing because it's stupid and weird. Well, teach me how to do it. I need a new hobby. Okay. Because the hobby I really want, I can't get. Okay. I'll teach you how to video <clears throat> edit. Yes. I got plans in the works. Well, okay, hold on. I haven't learned how to do it on my MacBook yet. I haven't learned how to video edit on my MacBook. Oh, that then might... you just need to talk to your sister this week because you know she does that shit. Like, she's yeah. the Mac queen. Anything about iPhone, MacBook, okay, so iPad, your sister got you. What we'll do when we're in Atlanta is I'll be like, hey, I'm going to take some videos and then my sister's going to teach me how to edit. Boom. Yep. There you go. Anyways, back to the wrestling. Uh, Dan Housing gets the pin. Yay, best friend went. Woo, very evil, very mysterious figure who ended up being Dan Housing one. <clears throat> See, I was gonna be really nice and like do just do straightforward wrestling review, but you gonna keep this shit up. I'm gonna turn this shit into a sexual porno. <laughs> no, when Rampage when they announced the match, they said very evil, very mysterious partner. <laughs> And every goddamn e- AEW fan knew who the motherfucker they were talking about. Yes, but it's still fun to joke about. Because he was very evil. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We get a promo from the newly signed All Elite. Takeshita. Takeshita. I love Takeshita. Love his in-ring... In-ring... Performances. He's amazing in the ring. Yes. But he does need a manager until he can speak better English, I believe. Yep. That will help him tremendously. Lord, please don't give him Stokely Hathaway, though. Smart Mark. But then you have to turn Smart Mark face. They're not turning to catch the heel. Well, then just hire somebody. <laughs> I mean, you like signing people, just hire somebody. Fuck it, sign Paul Heyman. Fuck it, sign me. I'll be his manager, but I ain't taking no bumps unless it's from the owner in the bedroom. I'll be his manager. <coughs> be like, my client, Takeshita, is a pimp, and you know what? He's here for every fucking belt, Ring of Honor, AEW, DDT. It doesn't fucking matter. This It doesn't one- matter what belt you hold. I'll be like, Takeshita, do you like pie? Yes. <laughs> no, he likes Cinnabons. <laughs> Speaking of buns, we're going to talk about them later. Hey, Cinnabon's good, though. I, I got some Cinnabon's for somebody. Anyways, moving it's on. nice and sticky there. Ricky starts. It's Bri- nice and sticky Ricky there. starts Brian Cage. <laughs> I got myself all choked up. Um, Yes. Our next match is an Eliminator Tournament qualifier whatever, between Brian Cage, that mofo big. Oh, he is big as fucking person. 
like is he steroid big or is he just workout big? Both. And everybody's favorite, absolute uh, Ricky, Ricky Starks. The revolution will be televised. <clears throat> we see Cage comes in hot. Um, we see Starks is taped up pretty good from last night's match from the Murder Bird. Murder Bird. He's got taped up ribs. He's got a taped up shoulder. He's taped up head to toe. Yeah. Like, Lance Archer just beat the shit out of poor Ricky Starks. <clears throat> it was a good match between the two. It was. I enjoyed Ethan Page on commentary. Um, both men were given everything they had. Starks gets the pin. So we're getting... Ricky Starks versus Ethan Page. Live on Wednesday from Chicago, Illinois. But the best part of this whole match was a comment made by all ego Ethan Page. Oh, God. And I quote, As Brian Cage decided to fly, either I can't remember he was coming off the rope or something, Ethan Page goes, All that meat in motion. I'd like to see somebody's meat in oh. motion. In my ocean. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, Ricky wins. <clears throat> I don't know who they're going to let win. Ethan or Ricky. Ricky. Set up MJF and Ricky. I mean, the promos would be awesome, but the promos between MJF and Ethan would be awesome too. And you throw in Stokely there too? Yeah. Fuck it, have a triple threat. So next we get our main match for Zero Hour, and it is one Eddie Kingston versus June Akiyama. I put both men are fucking old. Yeah. I don't want old men slapping meat in my ring. The best part of the match is what happened after the... Well, I don't know, there was some people that kind of thought that was stupid. Well, fucking cry about it. Let Eddie be Eddie. <clears throat> Into the match. Kingston is slow in the ring. He's old. Well, then if you're old, you don't need to be wrestling. Then tell that to Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer don't need to be wrestling neither after watching him on Impact. And I love me some Tommy Dreamer. He does better as being a host on Busted Open <laughs> and being just a producer. He don't need to be in the ring. He a little fluff like you. <laughs> we get Ortiz who comes out with Eddie Kingston. And Ortiz looks like a trainer you see in a boxing match. <laughs> At first I thought this was fucking Rocky. Do -do 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 I mean, was Mike Tyson showing up for a boxing match? No. <clears throat> I was, however, impressed with the old man... Akiyami. Akiyama. Sorry. <laughs> Akiyami. I was thinking about something being yummy. <clears throat> Damn, we ain't even got into this shit good and you done dropped a mic. Anyways. God, I am so good at this. <laughs> I 
Anyways. Kingston comes out in like all black. And I put, why does Kingston look like he wants to be in the shield? Uh, I mean, it is the 10 year month anniversary of when the shield showed up. Like, he was so giving me shield vibes. Then we see Akiyama um, from commentary explains how he perfected the exploder. Don't. Thought the match was okay. Nothing special. Why go do nothing? Dang. Kingston gets the win. And then he drops a promo. Your thoughts. The promo was the best part of Zero Hour. It's like, buy the damn pay-per-view. I'd already bought the damn pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So your thoughts on those three matches for Zero Hour? Okay, indifferent. They, I'm indifferent. They were pre-show matches. Only one of them had, like, significance. Being the Ricky Starks and Brian Cage match, and I thought that match was fine. So now we're going to move on to the actual pay-per-view. Woo, pay-per-view. I'd like to see somebody's full gear. Jungle Boy Jack Peary versus Luchasaurus in a steel cage. In a steel cage match. Now, can I tell you how much I like how AEW does steel cage matches? Because you can't just climb out of the fucking cage and win. You either have to win by pinfall or submission. It's basically to keep some fucking idiot out, in this case, Christian Cage. <laughs> yeah. Because basically, Luchasaurus, would all, all he would really need to do is take like three steps up the cage, like, get on top of the cage, take three steps down the cage, maybe two because he could jump, and boom, he would win. Where in this, you get a table spot, you get a chair spot. Jungle Boy jumping off the top of the steel cage spot. I just like like that rule better than the other companies. I like both ways though. The WWE way it doesn't allow for chaos. That's why they have Hell in a Cell for chaos. Whereas this is basically you get the best of both worlds. But AEW is nothing but chaos, and I love it. But in AEW's way, you get... Yeah, you still get the open cage, but basically it's the same thing. Except you can't win by climbing over. You get your chaos. It's just hell in a cell with the roof cut off. So do you think we're going to have the... Feud between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy Jack Perry in tonight. I doubt it. I thought it was a great match. Jungle Boy threw everything he had at Luchasaurus. Oh, it was a phenomenal way to kick off the show. Jungle Boy got busted open. Welcome! Luchasaurus was grinding Jungle Boy's face into a cage. I could grind somebody's <sighs> face into my cage. <clears throat> Then we see Luchasaurus just throwing Jungle Boy Jack Perry around in that cage like he was a rag doll. He was manhandling him. Yes. To the point where he threw him so hard that 
poor Jack Perry got stuck between the ring and the cage. <laughs> Luchasaurus looked good, though. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> um, The best part of this match, however, was when the mic caught Luchasaurus saying, oh shit, as Jack Perry grabs his <laughs> arm as Jack is hanging over the rope. He was like, oh shit. <laughs> and then we see Christian Cage, who's on the outside of the steel cage. He steals the key from the ref, Mike Posey, who is outside of the cage. Posey calls for security. <clears throat> and then we see security drag Christian up the ramp and to the back. They drag Christian away like a parent grabs their toddler. Mm-hmm. Then we see Luchasaurus pulls out tables. And this Luchasaurus is pulling out tables. JR says to Taz on commentary, What am I to say now? Devon, get the tables? <laughs> <clears throat> then we see Luchasaurus slams poor Jungle Boy onto the chair so hard the chair collapsed. The chair folded in half. The chair collapsed and breaks. By God, that chair is broken in half. Uh, that then, chair had a family, damn it. But did it, though. Maybe. Jungle Boy gets the win by submission with Luchasaurus tapping. You forgot the best part of the match. What? Luchasaurus jumping. Or not Luchasaurus. Jungle, Jungle, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy puts Luchasaurus on the table. Jungle Boy climbs to the top of the cage. Jumps off the top of the cage. Barely hits Luchasaurus with the elbow. If you really go back and watch it, it's kind of a botch spot. But we won't get into that. Um, the table does break, so thank you for getting decent tables that break <laughs> thank now. Thank you, TK. <clears throat> there I mean, was no fill table spot tonight. I mean, I know you like high dollar shit because you know you're a billionaire. But at least get goddamn tables that break. <laughs> Even Impact gets breakable tables. Well, I mean, they piss ass broke, so they have to get the cheap shit. Yeah. No, but Impact did. Overdrive was a good fucking show. It was the fourth best show of the weekend. It was good, but it was the fourth best show of the weekend. Full Gear. The Stardom Pay-Per-View. Historic X. Overdrive. So that was the Luchasaurus Jungle Boy match. Yep. Your thoughts? Fun match. Fun way to kick off Full Gear. The only way you could follow a match like that is with your next match, and it is your trio's champions, Death Triangle, versus the Elite. The Elite. The, the Elite. They didn't come out to that, though. Um, no, we'll talk about that. Um, So, Death Triangle. I think Alex. their entrance is one of the best in AEW. Yeah. Yes, they do come out without their hype man, Alex, and I will get into that later because I found out why he didn't come out. Um, Then we get Death Triangle standing in the ring waiting for their opponent. We're all waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. The crowd is waiting. 
Rena goes dark. Dun, dun, dun. You hear clock ticking. Tick, tock, tick. You see words appear on a screen. Carrie. The elite come out to carry on wayward son by Kansas. Thank you, Tony Khan, for paying for the licensing for this song. No, this is not where I got the idea to open up the full gear review like that. Every time I hear this song, though, I think of Dean Winchester from Supernatural. Dean is mighty fine. Now, every time I think about this song, I'm just going to think of Matt Jackson on the turnbuckle singing it. But did you also know that yesterday... It was the 46th anniversary of when Kansas released this song. Uh Uh-huh. I am only a year older than this song. (laughs) This song came out in 1976. (coughs) What were the words... What what was the sayings on the thingy-ma-bobber? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Fluff. <clears throat> I may or may not have written them down. Because I am a good podcaster. Nice. <clears throat> the words that appeared on the screen before music hit was, We are the gears of creation that turned outside of a machine. The gears that could make this clock tick. We are fathers of the time and of the future. We are the sons of the past, never governed and built to last. We will carry on, carry on. Music hits. Then you see Nick and Matt Jackson. Kenny Omega! Standing on the ramp. Greatest return of all time. The crowd popped like hell. <clears throat> Shout out to Miss Cutler, though, because the Young Bucks gear was on point. Mm-hmm. Brandon's wife does all of the Young Bucks gear, and I like their gear. <clears throat> so, this is back-to-back pay-per-views. We have had a return. All out. MJF, Full Gear, Lily. What one was better? Maxwell, of course, because I am a devil worshiper. Mm. I'm going to say the elites. Well, that's because you're biased and you love the elite. That and I'm biased Kansas. and I love my Maxwell. But anyway. I just love Kansas. The Elite are so excited to be back. You can see their excitement as they come down the ramp. Matt is standing on the rope singing the words to carry on Wayward Son. <clears throat> Don Callis goes to be on commentary. And JR tells Don Callis that he is a loudmouth. <laughs> the, the crowd begins to chant, Be Elite and Holy Shit. And fuck CM Punk. We'll get to that. I put in my notes that Omega looks much better than when he came back for All Out. Yeah. Crowd begins to chant, fuck CM Punk. Don Callis calls the crowd a little salty. 
Yeah, I don't blame the crowd for chanting CM Punk. Fuck CM Punk. Um, apparently the Young Bucks were embracing the chant, though. Yeah. A little bit, and then they stopped. Because they knew somebody might get a little mad. Oh, well, don't fucking have a shit. Don't have what you're going to say out of media scrum planned out for two weeks going off on the three guys that this company exists because of them. And then but get, does the company really exist because of them, or does the company exist because of TK's daddy's money? <clears throat> the company, the idea, is the elites. But they had to have investor. Being TK's dad. daddy's money. <laughs> Who really did not want to invest in said company. <laughs> Betty does now. <laughs> Had many arguments with dad about dad invest in my company. And dad's like, fuck you, son. I ain't that crazy. <laughs> How the hell you think I made my money? I don't invest in shitty shit. But. But does turn out to be good investment now. Um. I think the chance were deserved. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with the chance. But I just thought it was funny that Don Gallus called the crowd salty. And I like CM Punk. I've lost respect for CM Punk. Like, I haven't worn my CM Punk shirt since the shit went down. Well, that was a waste of $35. Oh, no. I wasn't expecting him to turn out to be a little bitch about Colt Cabana. But was he, though? Yes. But was he, though? But anyways, we've talked about that before, so now let's move on. <clears throat> so, as I mentioned earlier, Alex is not out there with Death Triangle, and come to find out that the reason he is not is because he does not agree with Pac's idea of winning by any means necessary. Whew. So, we get Omega and Pac starting off the match. Excellent. <clears throat> Not a fan of Pac, but I am a fan of some Kitty Omega. <laughs> then we get uh, Nick and Phoenix in. Nick with a drop kick. Nick and Phoenix are the younger brothers for their team. Then we get the older brothers in, Matt and Penta. The crowd begins to chant AEW. Omega comes in with, and Pac rolls out of the ring guess he's a little scared of the Omega Man. Nick hits a hurricane rider on Phoenix. And then we see a fan offer his drink to Nick as Nick is sitting on the floor outside the ring. Uh, Pat comes in with a kick to Omega's knee. Um, we see Pat with blood coming out of his nose or his mouth. He could have busted his lip or broke his nose. Um, we get good old JR dropping a South po- uh, South Park reference. Did you catch it? No. Yes. While Death Triangle was beating the shit out of Omega, JR goes, they are killing Kenny. <laughs> I love JR. 
There was a lot of flying in high spots in this match, and I was down for it. This would have been match of the night. Kenny Omega does a move, and Don Callis says, Omega is so explosive in the hips. Oh, God, I know where this is leading, and I don't want it to lead there. And then I was like, damn. I mean, he want to give me some hip action? I'll be down for it. Then we see Matt do uh, DDT on Phoenix. As he's yelling, see you in hell. We get Nick with Penta. They do a Hurricane Rada off the ropes. <clears throat> onto everyone who is standing on the floor. <laughs> Omega gets a two count on Pack. Death Triangle gets the win, retains the trio's belt. Shocked that they did not let the Elite win. But this sets up something else, which is announced later on. We get a best of seven series, baby. All of these matches are going to slap. We're going to get a best of seven series. It will go seven because the seventh match will be in Los Angeles. And if you didn't notice, there's a Dynamite episode missing in the seven series on January 4th. I wonder why. Um, Because said Omega will be in Japan wrestling Papa Will. For the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. We have O versus O, and they can give me an O. Ah! <laughs> Next, we have our first of three women's matches on the card, but, you know, I thought AEW don't like women's wrestling. Neither do I. I also thought they were racist. I also thought they can't build any of their homegrown stars. And we get Nyla Rose versus Jade Cargill. Nyla, Vicky, and Marina Shafir come out in a lowrider like Vicky's late husband Eddie Guerrero did. And Vicky is wearing a shirt that says, I'm your mama. I'm your mommy. Is just it, like Guerrero used to come out with a shirt that says, I'm your poppy. Is it weird that Rhea Ripley just had a shirt come out that says that too? Yeah, just a little bit. But I think Vicky Guerrero has the rights to the saying, maybe. I mean, yeah, Eddie was her husband. So, but anyway. Jade comes out in a Thundercat gear. Um, Looking at this outfit, I thought she had on green tights. She did not. That was body paint. Her ass cheeks were hanging out. Well, damn. And she used the Jade Vader. Oh, it's no longer the Cody Vader? No, I refer to it as the Jade Vader because this is the second time she's used it. So now it should be referred to as the Jade Vader. I think they should let Powerhouse use it too. No, it, it was left to Jade by previous owner. And then we see bitch-ass referee, cunt whore, Aubrey Edwards jerk the bell out of Nala's hand outside of the ring. 
Bitch, just get in the ring and call the match. <clears throat> we see Nala takes out Kiera Hogan. Then Jade comes in and takes out Nyla. Jade sends Nala to the floor. Then she pump kicks Nala and sends Nala over the railing. We can see Jade is pissed that she is taking out her frustrations on Nala Rose. <coughs> Nala mounts some offense. Looks like Jade could be in some trouble. I put this was probably the second best women's match of the night. Jade gets the pin and Jade gets her belt back. Yay! Woo! She don't have to go around with a replica belt. And I would say this was Jade's best performance. Yes, Jade looked really good in the ring. But no, AEW needs a performance center to help their talent. Jade is getting trained by one of the best in the business in <laughs> Brian Danielson. You can tell my sarcasm. Mm-hmm. So next we get a four-way match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. And we're going to have Claudio versus Danielson versus Guevara versus the Ocho. Jericho and Claudio are all outside the ring beating up each other. Danielson and Guevara are inside the ring beating up each other. Danielson sends Sammy to the floor. Then we see Jericho is being a pinball between Danielson and Claudio as they take turns um, uppercutting him. Basically, Jericho was their little bitch right there. Good. Then we see Danielson and Claudio standing in the middle of the ring. They're getting ready to go. They begin to exchange uppercuts. Then we get our usual Jericho Guevara posing in the ring. Bless you. Thank you. Um, then we see Jericho and Guevara begin working together on Danielson. Jericho uses the Death Valley driver on Danielson. I'd like to see somebody's Death Valley driver. <clears throat> Danielson begins to fight back. Danielson with kicks on both Sammy and Jericho. And Jericho retains his Ring of Honor title. Fun match. It was a good match. I'll say it before and I'll say it again. I don't like Sammy Guevara, but he is a hell of a fucking wrestler. And just keeps proving everybody that he is a great fucking wrestler. But I, don't I, like I would him. agree with said statement. He's a good wrestler. I just don't like him. And like, I'm sure if I like actually got to talk to the dude, he would be cool and everything. But I don't know, man. I still feel like he, even outside of the ring. I still think he would be a cocky bastard. A dickhead? Yes. He just looks that way. He just has a punchable face. Unlike John Walker, who does not have a punchable face. John Walker has the most punchable face in the MCU. Noob. Yes. So next we get another women's match. And it is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Soraya. 
Um, this was probably my least favorite match for the women. I, I can agree. I am. We're not saying it was a bad match. Not saying it was a good match. It was ma 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 mid. But you also got taken to the fact, Soraya hasn't wrestled in five years. You could tell she had ring rust. And once she gets the ring rust off, I think she'll be fine. She will be fine. So anyway, let's get into the match. Britt sends Soraya down on her head. Soraya clutches it. You probably could heard a pin drop in that crowd because everybody thought she done fucked up. <laughs> I mean, if she'd have really fucked up, she would have probably been receiving death tre- death threats on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She would have had to close her practice down. But yeah. also, I don't think that Soraya would have gotten in the ring with someone she didn't trust. Mm-hmm. Coming back off a five-year hiatus and a neck injury. Because didn't she have the same neck injury Danielson had? And um, Edge. But, yeah. Anyway, Soraya gets up, smiles. <clears throat> then she hits Britt Baker with a thrust kick. Thrusting is good if you're done the right way. Uh, then Britt does a twisted net breaker on Soraya. Britt gets a two count. We see Britt pull out the glove for the lockjaw. Um, Soraya comes off the apron with a crossbody on Britt outside the ring. She gets a two count. And they begin to exchange blows. Soraya gets the pin. Now, we all knew she was going to win this match. There was no way in hell you're going to bring her back and let her lose her first match. Mm-mm. But. But eventually, though, you're going to have to let Britt get some wins to build her back up. Mm-hmm. Because she's taking some losses here lately. Because what? She lost the Thunder. Contarosa. Who else did she lose to? Tony Storm. She lost. Well, that was in the four-way. And I say I don't want a one match. I prefer three ways. Huh. But moving on. Next, we get a three-way. How I led into that. <laughs> we get a three way match for the TNT Championship and it features Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, and Samoa Joe. Dude, I looked down at my phone for two seconds and this match was already over. Yeah, kind of. So I get my big meaty men slapping meat in the middle of the ring. I know, I'm, I love big meaty men slapping meat. I bet you do. I like skinny men slapping that meat between my vagina. Motherfucker. You walked into that one. No. No the fuck I didn't. Not at all. So we see Warlow goes after Samoa Joe. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs just chilling. Because, I, I mean, if I'm Powerhouse, I'm going to let them two beat the shit out of each other. And then I'm going to come in for the kill. <laughs> we see Warlow sends Joe into the ring post. 
Then we see Hobbs sends Wardlow into the stairs. <clears throat> Hobbs does a delay vertical suplex. I forgot who he did it on. <clears throat> we see Joe back in the ring. Um, Hobbs is standing and everyone else is laying down on the mat. Then we get Joe and Hobbs fighting. Hobbs sends Joe over the ropes. Hobbs lands a hard body shot on Joe. Wardlow comes flying off the rope. Now he begins to take down Hobbs and Joe. For a big dude, Wardlow can fly. Mm-hmm. Then we see Joe standing tall. He begins to take it to Hobbs. Wardlow gets back in. Joe begins to take him down. Joe gets a two count on Wardlow. Then Joe begins to work on Hobbs. Wardlow gets a two count on Joe again. And then Joe gets the pin by cracking Wardlow with the belt and putting Hobbs in the choke, which Hobbs was already out from Wardlow. So the ref had no no other option except for call the match because Hobbs was out. A smart move by Samoa Joe. What is a smart move? Why the fuck did you put the TNT title on Samoa Joe? He is already your Ring of Honor television champion. Because he's the better two-belt Joe. At least he'll actually show up the pay-per-views and defend it. Yes, I understood that reference. But they should have let Powerhouse win this. It was his time. Unless. I think this is a fuck-up from TK. Unless they're gonna blip. Powerhouse Hobbs win that final battle. I don't know. I was a little disappointed Hobbs didn't win. <clears throat> uh, and then we get a Jericho and Hager promo. Hat. And Jericho says he expected Sammy to be competitive, that he will be a future world champion. God, I hope not. Um, that he's still the Ocho, still greatest Ring of Honor champion of all time. Then we see Arch Cassidy and Dan Housen walk up. Arch Cassidy says, "Speaking of greatest of all time, of greatest of all time ROH champions, I have a good friend that is a former champ. Says Aishi wants to fight you for that on Dynamite." Jericho looks at OC, says, first, you still owe me $7,000 for my jacket. Then he talks about Ishii. And then we see Hager asks, what's in the bag? OC pulls out the All-Atlantic title. He says this, you like it? Hager says, yeah, kind of like this hat. OC replies and says, why don't you come take it next week? <clears throat> Got to turn the page. Cool, nice hat. Hager stands there and says, You damn right it is. I like this hat. (laughs) Hager should put the hat on the line. Somebody needs to steal Hager's hat. Oh, God. Dan Housen should steal Hager's hat. Oh, don't tell me they're actually going to do the BTE story where that one dude lost his hat. Oh, that's funny as hell. (laughs) Our next match is Darby and Sting versus 
Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I like Lethal as a heel. I like Sanjay Duck too. I didn't care about this match. I really didn't either. Um, people were saying that Jeff Jarrett used his TNA entrance. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jarrett looks good for an old man, though. Yeah. He comes out with what I call Sting Cosplayers. Did you know that Jeff Jarrett is so good that he stole Kurt Angle's wife, Karen? Did he really? Yeah. Jeff Jarrett's wife now was Kurt Angle's old wife. That's tough. He had an affair when they were in WWE together. That's tough. You liked it? Jarrett is so good he stole Kurt Angle's wife. Damn. I didn't know Jeff had it like that. Then we see a body bag laying at the top of the ramp. Darby's music hits. Darby comes out and begins to take out cosplayer Stings. And he hits Lethal with the skateboard. Sting is standing behind Jared as Jared is looking up the ramp. He has no idea Sting is there. And then commentary refers to this match as it being a no DQ or countout match. They announced that on the buy-in. Or zero hour. And we see Jared and Sting going at it. Sting sends Lethal off the rope. And he hits his back on the apron. Darby sends Jared into the rail. Sting slams Lethal on the rail between the legs. Poor little Lethal. <laughs> uh, Darby goes behind, gets a ladder, gets ready to jump off this 20-foot ladder, and he gets caught by Satnam Singh. Sting then slams Darby on the ramp. Then we see Lethal and Sting fighting in the crowd. Sting sends Lethal from the stands, and Lethal gets caught by Sting, and then Sting flies and takes them both out. We see Sanjay going to check on Sting and Lethal. Darby hits the coffin drop and gets the pin on Lethal. I just didn't care for this match. Not saying it was a bad match. Yeah, this is probably my least favorite match. But yeah, I can agree with it being the least favorite match. <clears throat> Next, we get your favorite match. Match of the night. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. It was. It was probably the second best match of the night. No, it was the first. No, that's only because you're biased. No. I think the Elite Death Triangle was better than this. Um, So we get Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter for the women's interim AEW title. Um, they lock up. The crowd chants for Hater. We see Hater with a side headlock. Both women are very good technical wrestlers. We see Storm take down Hater. Storm with the hip attack sends Hater to the floor. Then she puts Jamie Hater into the rail. Then Hater slams Storm's head into the rail, which I think this might have been where she broke her nose. I couldn't tell. Uh, Hater goes for the cover, gets a two count. We see Jamie Hater getting a little cocky. Showboating off in the ring. And I'm sad to say that it is not your cocky that she's going after. Uh, the ladies begin to slug it out. We get another hip attack by Storm on Hater. Um, Tony 
Storm lands a headbutt that sends Jamie Hader down. Like, Hader just collapsed after that headbutt. Mm-hmm. She gets a two count. Then we see Rebel sneaking down to the ring. Uh, this is where I noticed that Tony Storm was busted open. Looked like she broke her nose. Uh, Rebel hits Storm with the belt. Hater gets a two count. The ref notices Rebel has the belt, sends her to the back. Tony Storm is on the outside of the ring. Then we see somebody in a hoodie come out, and it is Britt Baker, and she does the curb stomp on Storm, whose face hits the belt that Rebel sort of laid on the floor very strategically. Mm -hmm. Um, Hater has thrown everything at Storm. We see Britt Baker remove the term buckle pad. Storm hits it. Hater gets the pin. We have a new champion. Woohoo! This motherfucker over here was on the edge of the couch. There was a false finish. He gets up off the couch, squats in the floor, puts his hands over his head, pulls back his hair. <laughs> motherfucker was stressing out. I was. I was. I was surprised they pulled the trigger here and let Hater win. This is why I think they're dropping the interim thing. Because I think if they would have kept the interim thing, they would have let Tony win it. But I think they're stripping Rosa of the belt. They need to cut the Rosa. Um... It was a very good women's match. And I don't like women's wrestling that much. But this was a fucking awesome match. I'm a big advocate of women's wrestling. <clears throat> so next we get the Clay versus Swerve and our glory for the tag titles. Uh, Caster's rap was good. We all know what's going to happen here. We have all the men in the ring. They begin attacking each other. The acclaim sends Lee over the rope. We have Caster Swerve in the ring. Bowens with a scissor me timbers on Swerve. I mean, somebody could scissor timber me. Uh, Bowens takes, begins to take it to Swerve. Swerve makes the tag to Keith Lee. Uh, we get Bowens and Lee in the ring. And we have Caster and Swerve on the outside. Swerve sends Caster into the rail. Swerve sets up the barricade on the side of the ring, and Lee is like, what are you doing? Um, Swerve goes for a pair of pliers, and looks like he's going to try to do something. I forgot to who. I think it was Caster. Um, like he did to Billy Gunn. Then Lee and Swerve are in the center of the ring. Swerve slaps Lee. Lee's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Walks out, leaving Swerve basically in a two-on-one situation. Bowens gets the pin on Swerve. And still tag team champions. And still tag team champions. Thoughts on the match? Eh. I didn't really care about this match. Because I we already knew who was going to win. Yes, and we already know that Swerve was going to turn and blah, blah, blah. This match was predictable. This match could have been on the zero hour. 
So next we get the main event. The match everybody was waiting for. We get one Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus John Moxley for the AEW world title. The crowd is loving some MJF. You know the moment when MJF won the title? When he motorboated that fan? Yep. I'd be like, what the fuck? I bet his fiance wasn't too happy with that shit. It was consensual. It's okay. His fiance probably gave him an earful when he got his ass back home. You think Maxwell gives a fuck? No, he don't, but I'd still do it anyway just to be a fucking cunt. Because <laughs> I could be that fucking cunty petty. <clears throat> MJF comes to the ring. He's standing there waiting for Moxley. And he says, I think they are ready for a new champ. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. The crowd boos Moxley. You're in MJF's backyard. But the crowd has been booing Moxley for the past couple of weeks. MJF's over. But MJF will never be a babyface. No. Uh, Moxley flips off MJF. And we see Mox with a haymaker. MJF slaps Moxley. Um, MJF does not want to get into a slugfest with Moxley because he will lose. Um, then we see MJF running the ropes. Um, a little scared to dive there, Maxwell. Or he just doesn't want to. Well, as Randy Orton says, wrestle smart, not hard. Um, then we see MJF stomping Moxley in the corner. The crowd begins to chant, fuck you, Moxley. Moxley with a slam. Did we see MJF biting Moxley's hand? Not sure I'd want to be doing that. Um, MJF gets the timekeeper's table. Sets it up outside the ring. Uh, Mox begins to beat up MJF again. They are both standing on the apron. Um, we get a tombstone on the apron by MJF on Moxley. And then MJF starts yelling like a fucking baby. Grabbing his knee. I thought he was going to make fun of Punk. I thought he was legit fucking hurt. Motherfucker sold that shit all the way through the scrum. <laughs> um, Moxley puts MJF through the table with a power driver. MJF is not moving. The ref begins his count. MJF makes it back into the ring at a 9.99999 gale. Like, the ref had his hands up at 10, getting ready to call 10. <laughs> um, Moxley hits the paradigm shift, gets the two count. Then Moxley goes for the figure four on MJF and begins to work on that injured knee. <clears throat> MJF trying to turn to get out of the figure four, which is something you haven't seen in modern day wrestling. Now, I've seen Ric Flair do that several times. When he's put on the figure four, people have done it to him. Um, MJF hits the heat seeker. And I mean, if somebody wants to put their heat seeker in me, I got a nice heater for it. Um. <coughs> MJF pulls the ref in the way. The ref gets knocked out. MJF 
um, reaches in his pants and pulls out the dynamite diamond ring. I mean, I guess that's better than pulling out your penis. Um, then we see William Regal come out and tell Maxwell, don't even think about it. Put it down. Moxley hits Max with a chokehold. Um, second ref has come out and accidentally gets elbowed by Moxley. Then Regal tells John to come on. John hits the chokehold again. MJF taps, but both refs are down. Regal tells Moxley to get the ref up. And slides brass knuckles to MJF. MJF hits Moxley with the knuckles. The original ref is finally up. Max crawls over to Moxley, puts his arm across him, and pits him. And your new AEW World Heavyweight Champion is Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Let the MJF era begin. MJF whispered thank you to Mox when he pinned him. We all knew Moxley was going to lose because Moxley is due for a fucking vacation. Mm-hmm. And if we do not see Renee for the next six weeks, we know they are definitely on vacation. He'd be trying to have another kid. I don't know about all that. Don't care about all that. But Moxley was supposed to go on vacation after All Out and then, you know, said little bitch wanted to be little bitch and... TK had to call and be like, yeah, do you really need to take a vacation? Because we're kind of in trouble. Because, <laughs> you know, fanboy was better than business boy, and I hired CM Punk. That so Moxley is due for a vacation. I kind of figured Moxley would drop the belt at full gear. Happiest for Maxwell, and that was pro- probably part of the plan to get Maxwell to come back. Because I think Maxwell was willing to sit out until 2024. Probably. I mean, he was probably still going to get paid. But, yeah. So, then we get our media scrum, which is everybody's favorite now. (laughs) Maxwell comes in and goes full heel. Did y'all really expect him to be a baby face? Crowd yeah. fucking there eating him up. And last year, half of them motherfuckers were booing the shit out of him. <laughs> I'm the only one that's been consistent since he's come to AEW and I started watching AEW. Have rooted for MJF. <laughs> and I may or may not have worn my greatest trick the devil ever played shirt today. So what was your takeaway from the scrum? Any questions? No. Thank you. Fuck you. Goodbye. (laughs) That was Maxwell. That's the line CM Punk said. That's what Maxwell said. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jungle Boy come in with food, so your new shit might have hit the fan. Thankfully, Jungle Boy is not an angry, tired old man who works with children. Jungle Boy is probably young, dumb, and full of cum. That he lo- unloads in Anna J. But, yeah. There was one point where Maxwell was talking and he was walking back and forth in front of the table where TK was sitting. 
And you can see the look on TK's face. It's like, please don't fuck this up. Please don't fuck this up. Like, not again. <laughs> it was so funny because I was sitting there going, you know he's saying that in his head. Please don't fuck this up, Max. Please don't fuck this up. Oh, you know Max wanted to say something about punk. Oh, yeah. So, next question. Who's next for Max? And what is Max planning? I don't know, and I don't know. But I'm interested. Oh, well, you know Dynamite is going to be on fire. Because you know Max has got a lot to say. You know Max is going to throw a shot at Punk with them being in Chicago. Probably. Um, but yeah, I don't really know who would be a good opponent for him. Not off the top of my head. Like I said, I mean, him and Ricky Starks could throw some promos. Him and Ethan Page probably could throw down some promos. Um, shit, I think I had some shit on my phone I wanted to discuss. Son of a bitch. Time for you to get a watch. No, it's 11.21. We got B in bed. Um, so here's a list of people that possibly could challenge MJF. Eddie Kingston. Eh. Hangman Adam Page if he comes back. Okay. Fuck God, no. Brian Danielson, but he's only there to wrestle, not really after titles. Ricky Starks. Yeah. Darby Allen. No. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Fuck no. Fuck no. Yeah. Fuck no. Wardlow. Yes. Bandito. Yes. Wheeler Yuta. Not yet. Claudio Castanoli. Yes. So out of those I named, which one would you want to see the most? Claudio. Either Claudia or Bandito. I mean, we could go back to the Wardlow feud. But they really kind of fucked Wardlow with his TNT run, title run. So, they need to do a reset on him. Yeah. I mean, him and Eddie Kingston probably could lay down some good promos. I just don't want to see Eddie Kingston with the title. But the fans do. Um, I don't care if he has a title or not. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yep. See what the boss man has. I know what I want from the boss man. Oh, God. So there was this picture of the elite that come out. And somebody made a comment about they noticed the arc, the arch in Kenny Omega's back. And I replied that I was too busy looking at his ass to notice his back arc. But damn. He got some thrusting power with that back arc. Oh, God. So that is full gear. It's full gear. 
great fucking pay-per-view. What would you give it out of 10? Unbiased me would probably give it an 8.5, maybe a 9. No, that's low. Nope. Your your opinion's invalidated now. I said that's the unbiased me, bitch. No, your opinion is invalid. The biased me would give it a 10 because the biased me would say that TK can do no wrong and he's the best booker ever. No. If you rank this anywhere under a 9, you don't know wrestling. Bitch, I've been watching wrestling before you were even a thought in your dad's penis. Doesn't mean you know about it. Yeah, I do. Doesn't mean you know about it. Yeah, I do. Just because you watch I something doesn't... I know doesn't... more about it than you do. Mm-hmm. I know more about it than you do. Mm-hmm. I said an 8.5 slash 9. That was my unbiased opinion. I don't rate shit with rose-colored glasses like you do. Neither do I. Something sucks, it sucks, but full gear didn't suck. I did not say that it sucked. If it sucked, I would have given it like a 5. If you rated it an 8, you said it sucked. I said an 8.5. If you rated it an 8.5, you said it sucked. It had some shit in there that didn't need to be in there. It had like one thing. That was the lethal match. It had more than one thing. The lethal match. Was it a good pay-per-view? Yes. It was a great pay-per-view. Would I have canceled any plans I had to watch this pay-per-view? Or would shit have to be scheduled around this pay-per-view? Yes. Which most of my life is scheduled around freaking wrestling on Wednesdays and Fridays. You just don't know, Paul. Like, Friday at 4 o'clock? What am I going to be doing? Sitting on my goddamn couch watching Rampage. Why is it moved up again? Hockey. Oh, yeah, they're doing that whole Black Friday shit. Although I did promise a friend we'd help them move, so, and she wants to start about 1 o'clock, so we got to get that shit done because I got to be home at 4. <sighs> Sick. No, I'm getting a free display case out of this so I can put my Star Wars shit up so the cats can quit trying to break it. Mm-hmm. But. I think that's all. I'm tired. I'm angry. I'm old. I'm eating a blueberry muffin and I work with fucking children. I do have blueberry muffins in the kitchen. Because <laughs> I do like blueberry muffins. But I also like TK muffins too if he wants oh, to give me some. God. <laughs> Just saying. Just dropping that out there. But full gear. 10 out of 10. 8.5. That's low. I would go low on TK. But yeah. That that it was a it was a good pay per view. It will definitely be better than Survivor Series. Which no. only has four damn matches and announced. You're like the only person who's rating it an eight point five. No. Yes. No. Yeah. No. You because are. I'm not a biased little cunt whore like y'all are. That's cap. 
My pussy string ain't getting pulled by everybody. I That's make cap. my own decision. That's cap. Somebody could cap in me. But anyways. Keep talking and I'll keep dropping sexual into windows about the owner. Well, no, I'm tired and I want to go to sleep and we have to be up early. You can sleep on the way to Hotlanta. Doesn't mean I want to sleep now. And whose fault was it that they stayed up late last night? I didn't stay up late last night. I went to bed at 2. You went to bed after I did. No. I took a shower after the pay-per-view went off. Thought you were staying up watching the New Japan pay-per-view. No. I watched that when I woke up this morning. Yeah, but you originally said you were going to stay up and watch it. I said I'm gonna stay up and watch Wrestle Kingdom and say nothing about watching Historic X. I'm not. But, okay. Okay. Goodbye, people. We'll be back later. Sometime. At the end of the week, because we're gonna take a mini vacation. We're busy all week. We're busy Monday through Wednesday. We're busy Monday through Saturday. Well, technically, but like Thursday, we really ain't got nothing to do. Football. Football. So, we might we might have some random shit podcast dropping Thursday, because we might have some random shit being in Hotlanta. Oh, God. And it's a holiday week. So, yeah, we might have some random shit. But you have to join the Patreon to listen to that. Yep. Patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast. Yep. So this has been the mid podcast with our full gear review. We're signing off. We're heading to Hotlanta. We'll be back with Wrestle- Someday. We'll be back Saturday for WrestleCade. We're not recording Saturday. We're not going to get home till late. We'll be recording video, but said video may not be up till later. Depends if I figure out how to edit. He's a lazy mofo. No, I just don't know how to edit. Good. But anyway. Peace. Because this is the mid-podcast, and you're mid, we're out. Goodbye.